Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, this morning we're on the Naval Academy Yard, and we're here with Heather Skipper, who is the Hospitality and Sales Manager for NABSD, which is an acronym that the Naval Academy absolutely loves to throw out for everything. Thank you very much for inviting me. And what does NABSD mean? Well, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here today with you today, John. Uh, NABSD, we love our acronyms at the Naval Academy, of course. Uh, it is the Naval Academy Business Services Division. Uh, if you think about other colleges and universities across the country, many uh, colleges will have something called auxiliary services. We're similar to that here at the Academy. Our mission, though, is dedicated to the brigade of midshipmen to supply all all the gear and necessary items to make them successful military leaders here at the academy. So we're sort of like the behind the scenes folks that help secure all the items that they need to be successful. So when you say the gear that they need to be successful, this is on on I day. I mean, you guys are buying the the. Let's see, we've got what probably uniform probably get two, pieces. They probably get two two two, two pairs of shoes <laughs> for for plebe summer, and you got a thousand. So you you're, you're buying the. Uh, 2,000 pairs of Brooks sneakers. Yes, thousands of items. So everything from socks, underwear, the hats, the covers, uh, the belts, the shoelaces, every little last detail, including uh, their laptop computers and printers as well. Uh, anything that they need to be successful while they're here with us for four years. Wow. Okay. So ab- absolutely I mean, every, everything, the uniforms, I mean, I guess bed linens yes, jumps into abs- that. And- absolutely. And um, I'll give you some stats, actually. Meals? That I, uh, well, or- we do support on the food side. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a little bit. But on the issue side, you should know that it's not just the gear. We're also doing the laundry. Uh, we're taking care of their shoes. So we have a wonderful cobbler shop. We have a uniform and tailor shop. We also do all the haircuts. Uh, so beauty and barber shop support services. And then lastly, we can't forget our repair tailor crew. They're fabulous at what they do. They keep our uniforms in order daily. And then we have embroidery services. Uh, we Are have the repair people, the people ones with all the, with all the safety pins, right? Yeah. They're the ones they, coming out. They, they, okay. So I'll, I'll give up my secret. Um, when I came to the Naval Academy, I can't even sew a button on. So uh, all the uh, folks on our team joke with me about that. I'm, I'm surrounded by all these amazing tailors. Uh, they keep the uniforms in tip-top shape. Everything from hemming to uh, bringing in pant sizes. Uh, these kids, they put them their uniforms through uh, quite a, a t- an adventure while they're here. Well, I've got to, I've got to think. I mean, as, as you just look at so how rigorous life is at the academy, I've got to imagine that on, on a pure physical aspect, bodies change. Yes, I mean, I mean, they, they, they come they come in a little bit chunky, and it's not well. And we have hot summers here in Maryland, so plebe summer being the first iteration of a physical change for many of our midshipmen, they come in very ready for the physical task at hand. Plebe summer is very much regimented around the physical activities of the academy, so they are run through the paces with early morning pep activities out on our beautiful seaward side of the yard. Uh, And then there are rigorous obstacle courses, organized runs through the yard, uh, you name it. uh, You see them moving constantly all summer. Yeah, I don't envy them at all. (laughs) Well, you know, faculty and staff sometimes jump in and join in. I haven't done that yet. Um, I think they start around (laughs) like 6 a.m. So it's a little early. They need to do I day like in November. Right. To make it a little bit easier. Traditionally, you know, end of June at the peak of summertime, you know, it's a great time to get people in shape. Right. Without a doubt. Well, so NABSD, 
Did I get that right? N A D S D. You did. It almost rolled off the tongue like I knew what I was talking about. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I, I will say, I didn't mention, we have 19 total businesses. So that includes all the things I mentioned already. So the, the laundry, the cobbler shop, uniform shop. But you asked about food. So we do support in many areas. We do all of the catering on the yard for all of the special events that come through throughout the year. If you're familiar to Annapolis, you, you often hear about the signature event at the Naval Academy, like our I-Day for the plebes coming in. But then also we have events throughout the year. Football season brings thousands of people to Annapolis. We do our full week of commissioning week events. All of these are supported by our our beautiful and amazing catering services. We run the Naval Academy Club, the Alley Restaurant, inside the lower level of the club. So what's the Naval Academy Club? That sounds pretty fancy. The Naval Academy Club has been on the base for uh, decades and decades. Beautiful historic structure over near Gate 3, just off of Maryland Avenue. So those downtown residents are familiar with Maryland Avenue. If you walk dead into Gate 3, you'd run right into the Officers Club. Uh, the Naval Academy Club houses two things, or three things actually. We have lodging on the upper level for those eligible patrons um, who are able to book a room, sort of like a small inn. And then on the lower level, we have our full catered area, which is a beautifully renovated club. We took sort of a time out during the COVID quarantine to uh, take advantage. <laughs> yeah. So we took advantage of that that downtime to renovate the club. If you had been in the club even five years ago, it had a very old, authentic, dark cherry wood kind of look and feel to it. We pay homage to our military heroes, uh, the battles we have fought in. Um, now it, it is a very bright, welcoming space. The dark cherry wood is now white and light. We uh, replaced all the floor coverings, new chandeliers, beautiful new artwork. I would say um, many people are surprised by the art that they find on the walls throughout the catered spaces. We have a lot of uh, graduates who graduate from the Naval Academy and eventually find art as a hobby or uh, actually retire from the military eventually and take it up as their career. So we are featuring many of them. And then in the lower level of the Officers Club, we have the Alley Restaurant, which has an exquisite menu of all kinds of interesting dishes to pick from. We are known down there for our happy hours as well. Everybody loves a good happy hour in Annapolis. And we're currently open Tuesday through Friday for lunch and dinner. But I'm hearing that we may soon open on Mondays, which we haven't done that in a number of years. So I'm excited for that. You've mentioned Officers Club a couple of times. I mean, Mm -hmm. is that is that purely Enlisted officers? That, no, actually, does, that's a misnomer. So would, we, would, they let, would they let a Cretan like me in the door? <laughs> they, they would. I imagine you'd have a connection. We have a list of eligibility available on the NavalAcademyClub.com website. And there's a wide variety of uh, types of eligibility, either faculty or staff, retired military, active duty, sponsor families. We have a lot of sponsor families that sponsor our midshipmen. So there's a wide r- variety of categories that you you could fit into. I'm sure you have one that would be Neat. eligible. Neat. Didn't yeah. know it. Yeah. Didn't know that. So, I mean, and all of this is actually, you know, pretty much funded by our, our federal tax dollars or? No, actually, we are a non-appropriated funded uh, entity. So that's a fancy way of saying that our 19 businesses support the Brigade of Midshipmen by donating our profits from our 19 businesses over to the Morale and Welfare Fund. And you're asking, I can tell you're asking me, what is that Morale and Welfare yeah. Fund? So in a normal college, and we're not normal by any means, yeah, we're very different uh, as a service academy. In a normal college, you would have things like cultural arts, theater programming, musical programming, extracurricular activities, club activities, things like that, club sports. In order to fund those, our profits from our 19 businesses are put into the Morale and Welfare Fund to pay for all of those activities here. Federal tax dollars do not pay for those activities. Okay, so you... in a sequester when the federal government shuts down, you don't. We still operate. Okay. I'm you, thankful to have a job. Because you're not appropriated. <laughs> Correct. So essentially, so then you're selling products. Okay, I go to the Naval Academy Club, mm-hmm. and I have a wonderful dinner, and it's $100, and you make $50 off of that. Our profits go into the morale and welfare. That goes into the morale mm-hmm. and welfare fund, which would enable to to help the midshipmen there. And then obviously the 50 bucks pays you know your salaries and the food and all, and all that kind of stuff that goes that goes in there. 
So as we, as citizens, as commoners or Cretans or whatever, we, as we support, whether that be, and I know that we're here in the visitor center, mm-hmm. it's the Armel Leftwich Correct. Visitor center. The Armel Leftwich Visitor Center and guided tours. Okay. Uh, we're here daily, seven days a week, offering a visitor experience for people who are from our own backyard here in Annapolis, but also we receive visitors from all over the world seven days a week. Sure. Uh, so we do provide a, a wonderful exhibit area in the visitor center, as well as our gift shop, which is tax free shopping since you are on federal property. All of your purchases for the gift shop and the actual guided tour that we offer of the yard, the profits from that as well go to the Morale Welfare Fund. You know, I have to, I I am ashamed to admit that this visitor center experience was completed probably five years ago. No, 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 no. So actually time flies when you're having fun over here at the Academy. So our building is actually 26 years old. The quarter deck might be what you might be thinking of was the most recent renovation in the last decade. That would be the digital display area that kind of walks you through the life and times of a current midshipman. Uh, That's our, our newest exhibit area. Is that about five years ago? Probably six or seven. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. Yeah. Minus two for COVID. Yeah. That's that's, that's normal. (laughs) But I've got to say that I have been in the gift shop several times, Mm -hmm. and uh, I typically go down to the end of the building and go right into the end. And today I came through the long hallway and was like, "Whoa, okay, I need I need to come back here." I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that. <laughs> well, it's that- great. You know, our public affairs team was integral in, in curating that exhibit um, several years back, and the idea was to allow visitors and potential candidates who would be interested in applying to the academy to put themselves in the shoes of a current midshipman, so they can kind of understand the concept of what life is like here for the four years versus another college experience. It's not like any other college no, experience. it's very unique, it's- very unique. I will say a lot of our employees and staff here have personal connections to the Naval Academy, either they're retired military or they're graduates of the Naval Academy. Sure. For me, it's a little different. My last name's Skipper, so it makes a lot of sense that I work here at the Naval Academy. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw a little bit under the bus. Before you came here, you used to work for Watermark yes. Tours, which was also yes, an appropriate yes. name for the For this town in general, uh, <laughs> Skipper works very well. But before I was Skipper, my family is a long history of being in the Navy. So my father is a 1972 USNA grad. My sister is a 1998 grad. Her husband is a 98 grad as well. So we have a lot of connections in our family to the naval side of, of my life here. So it made sense that, you know, I, I came in here to this opportunity to work with the brigade. Wow. Well, how long has NABSD? Did I get it? NABSD. You're you're doing good. Been been around. Uh, We've been around for over a decade. We work under the instruction of our superintendent of the United States Naval Academy, and we are directed to provide the support services across the the yard for the brigade. One thing I haven't mentioned is we also do provide a lot of support for other activities throughout the year for the brigade. Um, I'll give you an example. I had the pleasure of helping to sponsor a recent kickball tournament at the end of the last academic year in support of our sexual assault response month. And it was a great way to get out there with the brigade midshipmen and to see how they can make a positive impact giving back. And we do these activities throughout the year based on our sponsorship in different areas. Um, Right now we're working on a military 5K that's coming up at the beginning of the academic year that will involve the brigade and the local community as well. The Naval Academy as a whole is, we're so fortunate because they're such great neighbors. Uh, Thank you. They are. I mean, they, you know, you look at the Mitchell when it, when it snows, and I really wish it would snow this winter. But, <laughs> you know, We'd love it, a good snowball fight in T-Court. <laughs> in, in, in a big way. But I mean, they're, they're out in the community helping yes. folks to shovel their walks yes. if, they can't, if they can't do that. They're just an, an integral part of, of the community. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's fantastic. They're just wonderful neighbors. And of course, you bring Navy football and you've got all the sports and every, all the pomp and circumstance that goes with it. And I'm sure those that rent out their houses during yes. you know, commissioning <laughs> week, they probably love it too, because that's uh, Absolutely. The, the, whole, the whole nine yards there. And you could be a pain in the neck as far as a neighbor goes. I mean, you know, there are some college towns where everyone dreads like, oh my gosh, I mean, they're nothing but a bunch of, you know, 
drunk kids running around half naked, you know. And we try to be very good stewards of our local community. And me and my role here, actually, I, I try to walk out of the academy and, and balance the two in the community and the academy. Part of my role here is to be sort of a community liaison between our organization and our local businesses and residents alike. And I personally have witnessed uh, our midshipmen really engaging with our their neighbors here in the historic district. But even beyond there, it's amazing to see the connection between the brigade of midshipmen when they travel as well and the connections in the community across the country even. We're in summer right now, so we have lots of summer block training going on for the brigade. My family sponsors midshipmen from Minnesota. And he's come and gone a couple of times uh, this summer in between training. But it's amazing to hear the interactions between the support of the community, not just in Maryland, but across the country when they're training and going to different areas. We have families that take in 10, 15 mids in San Diego to give the, uh, to have a community barbecue for them while they're in training. Um, the connections, I think, are super important to our midshipmen. They do, they do run very deep. As we've said, it's not your usual college. So I I think there are some inherent challenges to the brigade. I am away from home. I am in this whole world that I have never experienced before. I mean, they're coming out of high school and they they, they have never experienced anything like this before in their lives. You know, they could be 20 miles away from home or they could be 2,000 miles away, you know, 10,000 miles away from home. And to have the community support them just, I mean, that I, to me, it almost seems like that's their way to give back is to, you know, hey, we need the community just as bad as the community needs us type right. of a, a right. symbiotic relationship, which is really kind of... Uh, well, and we're also very unique in the fact that if you look at the the similarities and differences between St. John's University and here, Air College, one could say there's nothing in common between these students. But we, we have found there is a lot between the two groups. The schools are way more similar than you would expect. But I also would point out, too, that one of my most favorite memories, most recent memories, of course, was I-Day. And I think it might be my favorite day of the year, honestly. I have the opportunity to meet the incoming plebes right before they report for duty, as they right before they go in Alumni Hall and, and start the process. And you look at these, what I would call now that I'm in my 40s, uh, children who sure. are sometimes 17 years old, 18 years old, and they just look so young. You want to protect them, uh, but you know what opportunity lies ahead and that they're in excellent hands with our leaders who will mold them and shape them into our future military leaders who will protect and sacrifice for our country. It's amazing to see the transformation over four years. It really is. Um, Between the academic rigor and the challenges of the curriculum, balanced with, as you mentioned, we're not a normal college, so the physical requirements. Every student is very active and required to be active while they're on board with us here for four years. It's funny. My favorite I-Day memory was a couple years ago, and uh, the detailers were being pretty brutal. And it was like, you say good morning, sir or ma'am, to everybody that walks by you. I don't care if they're in uniform or not or whatever it was and, and so on and so forth. So they're all sitting there. And you know, and, and that would be me if I'm just happening to walk by because we're covering it or somebody else is like, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. You know, and, and it's almost irritating to my point, but I get what they're doing. And all of a sudden... There's this line in the hall, and I can't remember if it was medical or something or other. And they're standing there, and they've got their their gear bag down, you know, at their at their ankles, you know, reading their reef points and just being very quiet. And the look in their eyes is like, "What the hell have I done? Am I going to be okay?" And uh, and I don't say that in a, in a fearful way, but I mean that's, that's obviously I'd be questioning that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Jimmy Buffett walks out of one of the rooms and walks down the hall, and these kids are like. Okay, this is the most surreal day of my life. <laughs> it's <laughs> I, always an adventure. <laughs> and, uh, and he was doing something on the academy, and he's saying hello, and they're like, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you replace that right, story? It's, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a unique day for them, for sure. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Jimmy Buffett, and I don't think he has played, but I mean, I know that the academy puts he on He has com- actually been here before in concert. Yes, has he, he done, has. has he done? Yes, we've had a, a rather wide variety of musicians from all over the, the world come in. We traditionally help support on the morale and welfare side to provide these amazing concerts. Um, during COVID, the concerts were moved out to our parade field. Right. And that was a huge success so much that we 
kept on with that tradition now, I think it might stick. It's a great venue for, uh, you know, right next to the beautiful view of the Severn River. Yeah. So Pitbull, yes, he was quite popular. But, you know, we try to, it's not all just the rigor. We try to balance with the fun and, um, you know, some of the normal things you would see at a university. I would mention something, too, that most people have no idea about. I am the liaison for our community approved business partners. Most people have never heard that term before. It's fairly new over the past few years per our instruction from the superintendent. Obviously, we have a secure environment and post 9-11 security certainly tightened. And our priority is the security of the brigade of midshipmen, our faculty and staff, ensuring everybody has a, a safe place. And so the approved business partner program was developed to encourage community partnerships. So think in terms of what would you need as a midshipman in your four years here at the academy? Well, you're going to get hungry at some point for snacks and whatnot. So care packages are a big thing across the nation with our universities and colleges. So we partner with several local providers who do all kinds of tasty care packages, cakes, um, cupcakes, birthday celebrations, things like that. We also have approved partners that are photographers. So they're approved to come onto the yard and do portraits for our brigade of midshipmen. Very popular if you're walking around in the springtime leading up to commissioning, you'll see right. photographers everywhere. Right. Um, Weddings, I guess? Yes. Our wedding event planners are approved partners. Uh, we also have some of our local transportation providers for helping with special events. Since we are a federal facility, we're, we are active naval base. It requires all of these vendors to go through our process. But I would encourage locals to look at our approved partners. We really try to partner with folks who are small businesses and local to Annapolis and the region. And this would cover like like caterers that you said that you do different events. Okay, and, and I know that with. The Athletic Association, which I always get confused because they've got this AAA, all, all, the, all, the, all, the, all those AAAs yes. on the back of it. And AAA. But, <laughs> well, but Na- Na- Naval Academy Alumni Association or Naval Academy uh, yes. Athletic Association. So NAAF for the Alumni Association <laughs> that's, that's Foundation. Right. There's a foundation on I the have end. a book on this somewhere. Yes. Um, but I, I mean, I know that they've got their preferred caterers yes. that, that are pre approved, and, and that's obviously a need because you know. You train these people to know how to work here within the academy, whether it's working within the stadium and, and everything else. Is that what you what your preferred partners so would be? Minus the stadium, uh, stadium is run by our friends in Navy Sports right. on that and th- side. And that, for folks that don't know, that is a totally independent. Correct. That is a not federal property. Not federal property, and that was why back when the sequester was that Navy could continue to play football because that's all funded by private donations. Not federally funded. And they brought Air Force out to save that game. Yes. So um, what might confuse some is our, our Alumni Association and Foundation is actually building a beautiful new conference center over on King George Street. And if you look at it physically, you'll say, oh, that's not on federal property. It actually is. That is on federal property. So any of the catering needs on our federal property are handled through our Naval Academy Club and catering team. But there are thousands of needs for catering throughout the year. And so at some point, we partner with our approved partners, other catering companies that are local to Annapolis to help support as well. And then you'll see big brigade-wide events where local companies come in and support with their food services as well. And one thing that came out of COVID actually that has been a huge success is food trucks. For obvious reasons, when you can't feed people inside, what do you do? You, You pivot to food trucks. And so we have grown our food truck capacity here in the yard tremendously. It's not easy for a food truck to get onto a naval base in general, but we've created a really great successful model for that. And so they have supported everything from brigade events to just feeding the general public and faculty and staff on at, a, at an event. Yep. Well, I know a friend of mine used to own the Papa John's franchise here and he, he sold it. And I remember the, then they would get that. Hello, Papa John's. Yeah, I'm calling from Naval Academy. We need like uh, 3,500 uh, or 5,000. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a great way to uh, work, you know, closely with the brigade. I've never seen so much pizza in my life, honestly. <laughs> much less so much pizza eaten. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> they do have an appetite. That's yes. for sure. That is for sure. And I, I would say too. Um, 
one of the things that I love personally is that I know that as a staff member here, um, and I would like the public to learn that if they go into any of our businesses, like for example, our 1845 coffee shops, which are- That's fairly new. It's been growing. Yes. So uh, we received a historic preservation award for renovating and preserving our gatehouse location over on Maryland Avenue because that was the oldest standing building in the yard. Uh, really? And it has been many things over the years and never a coffee shop before. Uh, most recently, it was used by security at our gatehouse area. Uh, and we totally preserved it and kept its original structure. And if you go inside today, it's really great. There's a shadow box and you can peek inside the original brick wall and see what it looked like. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't that. That's the oldest building on the yep. yard? Yep. Yeah. Our newest building, actually, we managed uh, to help support with a, a ribbon cutting ceremony and a reception during the COVID quarantine period, which was the this uh, is a cyber building, right? Cyber hopper building, uh, which is a beautiful state of the art space. And there are uh, several. I tried to get up on the balcony for the Blue Angels. And they, oh, they no, 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 no. No, I can't even get up there. <laughs> no, it is a beautiful view of the Severn, though. It's, yeah. it, it feels like if the Blue Angels were flying by, you could reach out and just pick them up. Say, hey, yes. <laughs> come over here. Look <laughs> Beautiful space. So we have a wide variety, but back to that 1845. So if you were to just walk in today and, and grab a cup of coffee, you would know that you're actually essentially paying it forward to our future graduates who will graduate from the academy. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's I, great. I like to say I'm in the business of paying it back to the brigade of midshipmen, honestly. Um, we're not here to garner profits. We're here to support the brigade. And then the profits can go back to support Directly. the brigade. So, yep. so that's, that's yeah. fine. Well, I noticed on your signature when we were emailing a little bit before, there's another website down there, navalacademytourism.com. Yes. What's that all about? So we took advantage again of the quarantine period to rethink the visitor experience to the academy. And I would love for every visitor that walks through the gate to have the full experience. And what I mean by the full experience is if you visit NavalAcademyTourism.com, uh, you'll get to see all of the areas that which are open to the public and kind of get a behind the scenes look at what life is like here. We wanted to kind of make it an easy way to navigate a visit to the academy. Often I've heard over the years, and this was true when I worked at Watermark as well, there'll be folks standing in downtown Annapolis and they'll say, where's the Naval Academy? And literally it's right <laughs> around the corner and not everybody and, and, knows that. on the wall. Yes. So it's not obvious to non-locals necessarily. And we, as I said, we do have visitors from all over the world. It's amazing to hear where people have traveled from. I have a, a front desk specialist who has memorized every zip code across the nation. Uh, um, uh, to, okay, there's somebody that has way too amazing. much time on it's there. It's amazing. <laughs> she, she just say the first two numbers and she knows the rest. Um, but people do visit from all over. So Naval Academy Tourism was uh, a way to help our visitors navigate. Um, and we're a little tricky, right? So we're, as I mentioned, we're an active naval base. So we're not necessarily a tourist attraction. But uh, if you talk to our security staff, Working security here is very different. We are a tourism destination, whether we say it out loud or not. Uh, we have visitors who want to see what it's like to be a part of the brigade. And so well, I've always heard that, that the Naval Academy is the top, I think maybe it's the side of Arundel Mills, which I don't understand why that's considered a tourist destination, but the Naval Academy is one of the is the top tourist draw for Anne Arundel County. Pre-COVID, we would receive over 95,000 visitors annually, and uh, literally from all the corners of the world. Right. And they're not all eating in the coffee shop either. They're, no, they're, they're, no. they're coming downtown. And well, that's the great thing about partnering with the community. Uh, so we have partnerships with all types of businesses downtown. And another thing that I should mention that uh, most people don't realize is we have a travel campus program. And again, we partner with the local hotels and B&Bs in Annapolis to be sort of a conduit for them to get the word out about their availability to our family and friends who want to see the academy. So we encourage people to book through our travel campus program and a portion of that proceed from the bookings goes back again to back to the, the, the brigade. The brigade. <laughs> so it's a win-win for everybody. That's neat. That's neat. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, are the tours free? 
The tours are not free. We actually have federal employees that are certified tour guides. Okay. We have about 50 tour guides on staff with us. And the tours uh, retail around $12 right now per adult. We do have a, a really amazing product, uh, electric cars. So I didn't think electric cars were that popular pre-COVID, but coming out of COVID, they have been seriously uh, busy. Our cars don't stay parked very long. They offer a great tour of the academy that is very different than the walking tour. Are we talking about like a little golf cart? It's more than a golf cart. It is or the a, latest Tesla. It's like a six-seater electric car that we plug in to charge uh, by our visitor center. And you have a certified tour guide with you who narrates the tour. It does not go inside any of our buildings. So it, in that way, it is different from the walking tour. But you cover a lot more square footage sure. of the academy. And you see some interesting and unique sites that you would not be able to see. I, mean, I, I don't know if the walking tour. And, and I am such a fan. And I haven't done it in a long time. But get I mean, you out there. Of being a, you know, a tourist in your own backyard because you always learn something new. And I, I did it with Watermark and I, and, you know, I mean, actually I just learned, okay, here's a, here's a question for you, pop quiz. Trident light on the end of the, uh, on the corner of the Severn and the mm-hmm. Harbor. What's in the bottom of it? So I can't tell you that. I'm going to have to put you on our electric tour so that you can learn all about Trident Light. Do you, do you know what's in <laughs> the bottom of it? Do you, but do you know what's in the bottom of it? I do, but I don't want to give it away. <laughs> I, I, I already told it, but it's water from, from yes. all, all the seven seas, yes. which is like so cool. I mean, and I just you learned, would see that on our electric tour. You know, you know, I learned that from. I learned that from Captain Rick on the um, Harbor Queen. No, 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 no. He was uh, oh, he's at on Mar- Maritime uh, Museum on the Wilma the Lee. The Wilma Lee, yes. I recently cruised with them. And uh, yeah, it was it was great. It was uh, historic skipjack. I've got I've got to collect some money off of him. We had a bet on when the uh, scaffolding was coming off of the oh. chapel dome. So it's funny the timing on that. So that came down, and then the scaffolding went up on the state house dome. Right. I figured, you know, we can't have a dome fully uncovered too often. Right. In St. Mary's town. is looking at it right now and yeah. <laughs> see what they what they can do. It's always something. But okay, so the tours are, are very inexpensive, and I do recommend yes. everybody come down here and do it. The Thank walking you. tour is, you know, is going to walk you just like any other walking tour will do. I, I imagine it doesn't get out to like. Uh, the cemetery. Correct. So our driving tour actually takes you past Senator McCain's grave, mm-hmm. which is a very special site to see, as well as uh, out to the outskirts of our seawall to the Trident Light, right. for example. But then also, um, most people don't realize we have an air park here on the yard. It's over on the far side of campus from the visitor center. And it's a it's a walk, so it's yeah. not on our walking tour, but you would see that in the driving tour, and you can see some of our original jets and aircraft, and one of our former superintendents actually uh, had them repainted before he left on his last tour here. It's a, a unique spot that most people don't get to see. Yeah, there was a new one that just recently came into that air park a couple of years ago, too. And again, I'm going to say that's my COVID couple of years ago, so that was, probably yes, like, yes. <laughs> that was probably like four or five years ago. Well, a lot of people don't realize the history of Naval Aviation actually started here on the yard. And we have a HR specialist on our team at NABSD who is a naval aviation historian. And so he campaigned to actually have a historical marker put in place at the launch site of naval aviation. So if you walk over to the what we refer to as the seaward end of Dahlgren Hall, you will now see that plaque dedicated to naval history or naval aviation history. And if you talk to any retired or current naval aviators now, you should always ask them, what is their aviator number? And quiz them to see if they remember. I'd say probably nine out of 10 folks will remember what their aviator number is. But if you go read the history about naval aviation here at the academy, you'll see that that was pilot number one who is paid homage to here by Dogan Hall. Yeah. There's so much, so much great history that sits here on the yard. I've spoken with the author of the uh, the Herndon Monument book. That that was absolutely fascinating because he had had a great experience, and his wife, who graduated, I think the class before or after him, was like, "What are you talking about?" As as an early female, mm-hmm. it was the most miserable time. <laughs> So it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, I, I, I was mentioning this um, earlier to you. We have a, such a wide gamut of tour guides that are on our team here from all backgrounds. But I'm very excited to say that in the last few years, we hired our first female graduate of the United States Naval Academy. And I believe she 
provides a very unique experience personally. And she went on to become a career naval officer, retired now. And so now she's sharing her story. We also have tour guides that are very young, all the way up to 90 plus years old. And I will say my 90-year-old tour guide is more fit than I in my 40s. Uh, He can run circles around us all. So, (laughs) Uh, But I say that to say that Every time you take a tour on the yard, all of our tour guides are giving the history and the accurate facts and figures of the academy and and walking you through the footsteps of our midshipmen current day. But they will provide their unique unique personal experience. So we have retired aviators. We have retired submariners. We have folks who have served in uh, multiple wars. We have folks who have a whole family lineage of Navy or Marine Corps in their family. Um, so all very personal, unique uh, folks who lead these You know, tours. to mix it up, you probably ought to hire a West Point grad. <laughs> Funny you say that. So our director has a son who is at West Point. Yes. We don't give him too much of a hard time. Uh, we are still a little salty about Last football season with the the goat mishandling, um, often you'll hear the yeah. antics about our goat being stolen by yep. West Point. Most people don't realize, but NABSD helps support our goat program, our goat handling. Who knew? And so during COVID, we've taken a look at some new options for our goats in the future. So more to come on that. But we do have a new sort of memorial for our goats that have passed on. If if you go over to just inside gate one, our main gate, you'll see Bill, our mascot, right. um, the beautiful statue that was recently renovated. If you look right behind it on the ground in the bricks, you'll see four plaques, and those are our former goats. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a little new tidbit. I didn't, didn't know you... you handle that up there at the uh, at the dairy I have many dairy farm, right? interesting th- no we're not at that location but I could not tell you where the goats are kept I know I know you'd have to shoot me I exactly <laughs> yes yes you know all too well yeah. Well, for those that don't know, the goat is the mascot. And how did it become? Do you know how it became the mascot? So I would encourage you to take a walk, take a walk into, into our, into our vi- well, but also in our visitor center. So our director is probably the biggest lover of Bill, our mascot, and so he curated a beautiful exhibit on the timeline and history of Bill the goat over time, and it's in our front hall of the visitor center. We also have a original Build-A-Goat on display in full glory in the middle of the hall up, up front. Well, okay, so you've got the you've got the the go I'll call it the go kart tour, but your electric car tour mm-hmm. as well as the walking tour. Are there any other tours that that are that are available here? Yes, so we do a wide variety of specialty tours throughout the year. Uh, something we brought back this summer in partnership with the U.S. Navy Band on board with us. Oh, they're here. great! They're fabulous. You know when they play summer concerts at City Dock, yep. and uh, yep. it's great. So they have partnered with us to offer several dates throughout the summer. We do a history of music tour of the campus. It's a Anchors Away program. After the tour concludes, we end at the famous Zimmerman Bandstand in front of our Naval Academy Chapel for a fabulous concert put on by the band. And each tour offers a different musical group. And the concerts begin right after the tour. So the tours are at 11 a.m. and the concerts are at 12.30. And we'll continue to do this every summer, I think, from here on out. It's been very popular this summer. We have a tour this Thursday and next Thursday. But throughout the year, we offer a wide variety of private group tours as well. Uh, we do a afternoon tour and tea for groups of 15 or more, which is obviously a big hit. Everybody loves sweets and savories. So after we conclude the tour, we serve a, a formal tea in the Naval Academy Club. And then we also do a boot camp for our little, little visitors, sort of introduce them. Probably for the big, big visitors. Well, you know, it'd be kind of fun to see adults do the boot camp. But we march the kids around and they learn how to salute and follow orders. And the chaperones absolutely love it because they follow it up when they leave and and keep them in order. But the kids love it. And it gives them just a little taste for life in the military. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Also, I'll just throw in there, too. I mean, you were talking about the musical tour ending at the Zimmerman Bandstand. 
after you're done that, you can go over into Annapolis. I think it's on Conduit Street, just off of Duke of Gloucester, is Charles, I think is his first name, yes. Zimmerman's house, which yes. is a big yellow sort of gingerbready, yes, uh, Victorian looking house. I have actually had the pleasure of touring that house before. A beautiful piece of architecture. It is, and it just got sold. Oh, I didn't know that. I believe it just got sold. Oh, wow. The the history downtown, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back into your former business, but uh, Watermark does a thing called Architrex yes. Tour, yes. which is hands down freaking amazing. It is. Uh, it is. It's long. It's it's, yes. it's it's a long tour. There's a lot to see and do, though, um, in downtown. And, but it's led by an architect, mm-hmm. and you learn so much there. And, and it's no theatrics. Right. It's, it's right. You, you know, there's no colonial garb. And, you know, and right. this is like, hey, this is what we think happened with this building and stuff right. like that. But we live in a museum. We do. Everyone says it's a museum without walls. Um, one Maybe of my, I mean, it is a museum with walls. But yes. That's, well, <laughs> and gates and guards wall. and people with guns. But we welcome folks through it. I will say you're reminding me of the uh, Bicentennial of the War of 1812. That was a great community project with downtown Annapolis, the state, and the Naval Academy. And it's a self guided tour that we created back then to celebrate our historical heritage with the War of 1812. And there were a combination of sites in the historic district and the yard here. A great way to kind of see history come alive with a unique perspective tied to the War of 1812. You've got a lot of tentacles with NABSD. Is there a part of life on the academy that you don't Touch. I mean, and I'm, I'm presuming you guys also also handle like the midshipman store, which. So I like to say the mid store is like our version of Target. Honestly, we have everything from snacks in there. We have a coffee shop, 1845 coffee shop. We added to the inside of the store, but all the unique gear, embroidered items, sports gear, books home decor, all of that. You do have to be an eligible patron to shop there. However... That's pretty uh, much like the qualification to get into a PX someplace, right? Yes, correct. Correct. And then we also do a wide variety of services for, as I mentioned before, the uniform repair. I'm trying to think if there's anything we've missed. I think it's... Oh, textbooks. You know, textbooks seem to be... When you say textbook, it sounds old-fashioned because everything's digital these days. But there's still a great need for that here at the Academy. So we help support. Um, And with the gear issue and the textbook support and laptop support and things like that, you should understand the brigade are paid midshipmen once they have given their oath of office and they receive a monthly supplement or um, pay. And um, It's not not enough to buy a house in Tahiti, though. No, because (laughs) they are paying for their gear and issue required items uh, while they're here for four years. I'll tell you, man, having three kids that have gone through college, textbooks and computers, they ain't ain't cheap. No, they're not. No, they're (laughs) not. I mean, technology has helped a lot to bring down those costs a little bit, but there's something still great about a hardback book, I think. It doesn't all need to be digital. I agree. I mean, I I take that even into newspapers. I mean, I, 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 I love the Capitol. Yep. And, you know, on a Sunday morning, spreading out the paper and and reading it and everything else. Personally for you, Heather, I mean, you've been here for how many years now? So I've been on board at the Academy uh, since uh, the winter of 2019. Okay. Uh, And we were having a great year back in 2019. It was a a great three months. (laughs) Yeah, it was was exciting. I learned a great deal from my predecessor. Uh, She had been here for 25 years. So she had built basically the visitor center and guided tours business model and learned a great deal from her and had a great year or two. And then, you know, we had a little blip here with COVID, but I'm excited for the future. I work closely with our friends over at Visit Annapolis as a partner. I sit on the Downtown Annapolis Partnership Board. I've been with them for several years. I work with the Promotions Committee, so I have the opportunity to really help build community events for downtown. I also uh, work closely with the Chesapeake Crossroads. I sit on the board of directors with uh, the team over there. So I try to stay very involved. Most recently, uh, graduating from the great class of 22. I heard heard that was the second second greatest class in leadership. I I don't know. (laughs) 22 is very active. Uh, So I try to stay very involved in the community locally. Um, I love Annapolis. I, I, I think often you'll hear stories 
stories about folks here on the Navy side who are midshipmen who are eager to leave Annapolis because the four years are so difficult, but then they all wind up coming back here at some point. You know, it's it's funny. And that's, that's again, another unusual aspect of this not being a regular college. I mean, I love the T-shirt, the, the big N with the star. And it's not like college. That means not college. Yes. Um, you don't hear about somebody graduating from West Virginia going through their career and saying, dang, I need to get back to Morgantown. No, no. Uh, you don't, you know, no, you it's don't, very unique, and, honestly. And, and you, don't, you don't hear it about St. John's either. True, and, true. I mean, that's, you know, you don't hear a Johnny, you know, let's move back to Annapolis. Yeah, I think um, there's something unique about this town that draws our graduates back. A lot of them have the opportunity to come back as commissioned officers and to serve the brigade and give back to the younger set below them. I know personally, my family, my sister had the opportunity to do duty here in the admissions team. And it was a great opportunity to come back, not under the pressure that she sure. was when she was a midshipman and to really enjoy it. I mean, who has a better view on a college campus? We're a waterfront environment sure. with a beautiful, charming, historic district. We have great seafood. I can go on and on. Right. It's a great place to live. Well, you know, I mean, also, I think that the academy in and of itself gets a little bit more into the blood, into the deeper roots. I mean, the relationships that are formed at the academy, I believe, and I, I, this is just conjecture on my part, are so much stronger in the bonds coming between midshipmen, midshipmen, and and even if you're not your best buddies, it's not your you know it's not your roommate in in Bancroft. True. That you know somebody that you may have just crossed paths with five times during your career at the academy. Twenty years from now, you meet in a bar, and there there's a bond that's a lot stronger than the. Oh yeah, I went there too. I would agree. I would agree. I, I see lifelong bonds happening here daily. Um, and it's not just the brigade of midshipmen, but it's also with our commissioned officers that come back here for active duty requirements. I know that when we travel as a family, a Navy family, we run into people we know all over the country. We recently traveled on vacation to Disney, and we have traveled there with midshipmen that we sponsored and that are now commissioned officers serving in the fleet. I think there's a, a connection that happens here that is very unique to the naval community, as you said. I think it's a very special place to grow. And it's also fostered by not just the academic rigor, but the leadership and ethics training that goes into the four years of their education here. Our faculty and staff are at the top of their game with the ethics programming that they provide. It does create those bonds that are unique to the academy. True, true. What's been your most rewarding aspect of your career so far here? Here at the Academy, I will say pre-COVID, we had some opportunities that were very unique that I think kind of set the stage for me here, learning what it's like to be a current midshipman. It would be hard for me to train, you know, 50 plus staff uh, to tell the story of the Academy on a daily basis unless I understood from first person what it's like from the brigade. So our fabulous staff over in our Stockdale Ethical Leadership Center had put on several programs for faculty and staff to engage and try out activities that are required of our brigade. So everything from pushing your physical limits to your mental limits. And some of the, the biggest physical limit that I pushed was I jumped off of our high diving platform in Lejeune, where our Olympic sized pool is. And right. I will say I will never do that again. Uh, it was terrifying. But I did uh, it. But I did it. <laughs> And it is a requirement of our midshipmen. So I felt like I had to do it, honestly, uh, to to represent well for the brigade. I felt like I needed to do it. And my staff cheered me on. And so did the swim coach because he had to keep telling me to go out and jump. And I kept walking backwards and walking away. But um, I do have the video footage to prove it. I'd say it was far worse than actually skydiving, ironically. Wow. Uh, probably because I knew I had a parachute on to save me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of diving in literally diving into the activities of the brigade to understand what That's they're going That's probably your through. most challenging thing, too. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> walk, walking off of that three meter well, board. And climbing so. out of that pool after was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Well, I'll tell you, as we start to wrap up, the important thing is, are you able to get me some kick-ass seats for Army Navy? Oh, so that's what everybody asks, honestly. I'm still working on it for myself. I thought I'd have it in because my last name's Skipper, but it hasn't worked yet. No, no. <laughs> so we'll see. So, we'll see. Army Navy is, uh, I think, December 11th this year, I think it it's is. It's always ironically the same Saturday as our amazing light parade, light parade for the holidays. So you have to pick between the two. But yes, excited for football season to come up here. And I will say downtown Annapolis is going to be very busy this fall. We have all of our military reunions and class reunions coming back post-COVID and some makeup reunions that we missed during COVID. So it's going to be a fun fall. That'll be good. Heather Skipper, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on doing a good job. And you you said you've got 50 staff that puts this all we together. We do. We do. A wide support, variety of folks. Yes. To support the Brigade of Midshipmen. And, and for us that are listening to support them, come here, get a cup of coffee, come in and buy a, you know, something, a, a gift for you know, Christmas for somebody, buy, buy a jacket for you. I actually, I'm going to go down because I've got my, my one's getting old now. So I'm going to get a new one on the way out because <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was tax free. Yes. See, I'm yes save it my, is. I'll take that governor. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get it from me. Uh, but I do encourage you to be a tourist in your own town. And whether that be with watermark cruises or with, uh, you know, Wilma Lee at the Annapolis Maritime Museum, but certainly here at the Naval Academy, take a walk around the yard. And even if you just do it on your own, it's the most beautiful place that you want to do on your own. But the guided tour will give you the history of it, the history of all of the different monuments that are there, the buildings, the illustrious alums that have come come through here. I mean, uh, we've got one president, right, Carter? Yes, and we actually have the largest amount of graduates that have become astronauts with NASA. Ah, I think the graduate that is now, she's a, she's a graduate, but she's the first female pilot for the Blue Angels. Yes, absolutely. And there was another female that was a pilot of Fat, Fat Albert, Albert. Yes. But that didn't really count. She broke that back. She cracked that ceiling. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and this, Paved this the way. came through. So, you know, what you're doing is great. I mean, we've got to support our midshipmen. We do love them here in Annapolis, and uh, they love us, and we love them. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Uh, you want to find out more information, you can go to all sorts of websites. You can go to usnabsd.com, which is somewhat kind of boring. I mean, it tells you what it does. It's a standard government kind of a website. Or you can go to Naval Academy Club if you're interested in checking that out and seeing if uh, you're a member of the Creighton section that would let you in. <laughs> We'd love to have uh, you join. <laughs> and uh, NavalAcademyTourism.com will give you a really good overview of what life is like here on the on the yard, but it's not going to be nearly as good as uh, walking in the door of uh, the visitor center. center and and taking a tour as well. How long do the walking tours last? They are ninety minutes, and we operate seven days a week. We're here pretty much every day, except for a few of our federal holidays. Very cool, Heather Skipper. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's local business spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.